Steve and I were just discussing uh, a breeze that we're hearing in the background. So if you hear that, it is the uh, swift breeze that has blown the World Series past by us because it was a very uh, quick World Series. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. My name is Matt. I'm your fellow co-host, and here's Steve. Say hi. That's, that's me. Hello. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm getting a little bit rambly with my intro here, but uh, we um, we are on Twitter. We're on Mastodon. We're on Blue Sky. Follow us there. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. I haven't really been we're updating any any of those platforms. So we're a bit rusty with two weeks off, I guess. Because uh, yeah, we we took a week off last week, and we're kind of going to our biweekly schedule now that uh, there is uh, we're in the off season of baseball. So uh, yeah, let's get started now. Now. We 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 two weeks in, an entire two weeks went by and and the baseball season ended on us. There was a possibility that we could be, I think, going into a game game seven tonight or something like that. Would but it have been the, tonight? The world... I, I thought it would have been over, but maybe. either way, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, but anyways, the the the, the World Series is over. But before we get there, um, just some some overall observations before heading into the World Series. I I don't know about you, but. I, until I started watching the games, I wasn't really sure who I was rooting for. Were you rooting for a specific team or? Um, not really. I mean, I guess um, I kind of thought Texas was um, uh, like a little bit more of a, a fun team. Um, mm-hmm. And but then I, I then I remembered that they had uh, a role as Chapman on their team. So. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I thought maybe that w- was not uh, not a great reason to root for the team, um, but uh, I did. Then, then I thought, remembered Arizona has uh, uh, you know Guriel Jr. Moreno, and I don't know they seemed pretty fun as well. But I haven't really watched either team very much. So, um, mm-hmm. it, and end result being, uh, I didn't really root for either team either way. I see. Well, well, yeah, I was rooting for the for the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, both teams were kind of like as far as their gameplay were kind of fun just in different ways. The um the uh, uh the the Texas Rangers blanking on their name already. The season's over. Texas Rangers, uh they they were just kind of they powered their way through the playoffs with just some uh some timely starting pitching and and they're 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 their bullpen ju- held just enough. Uh, you mentioned a role as Chapman. He was he was not consistent in the playoffs, and I'm surprised that they kept on putting him in. But uh, yeah, so they were they 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 kind of won with their offense. Um, whereas the Diamondbacks, they were a they were a product of the new rules, you could say, because they were a speedy team that stole a lot of bases um, early on. If we're going way back to the NLCS, they they were kind of almost timid on the bases against the the Phillies and and that kind of hurt them early on in that series but uh, it was fun to watch them run the bases and and have all the the kind of the, the youthful exuberance uh, uh, uh that they are they are a very young team their their star player Corbin Carroll is only 20 only turned 23 this year um their their center fielder Alec Thomas who hits uh, a few home runs in the World Series I think it's like 22 21 and even on the other side on 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 the Texas Rangers side Evan Carter 21 years old like like it makes me feel kind of (laughs) old well um so so i guess maybe like that team it was more more like they they didn't expect to get as far as they did and they're just kind of having fun maybe Mm -hmm. well yeah exactly like they were definitely the underdogs and in the end it proved kind of it, it showed when like they were an 84 win team the diamondbacks and also they were the only uh playoff team who had a negative run differential and at one point the, the rangers uh kind of in like early summertime they were like near historic levels of 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 runs scored in offense and run differential uh and they they were just a much more powerful team in all senses of the word when you're talking about the offense um but yeah you could really see the difference in the 
for a, between an 84 win team with a negative run differential and what Texas ended up being a 90 win team, I think, with with a, a huge, uh, just a very powerful offense. Um, just just some some general observations from on from my end here, though. Like it was it was good. I enjoyed the fact that both stadiums were domed, so we were guaranteed no rainouts, and especially mm-hmm. like in their, the climates that they were in in the, in the south there, uh, Arizona and, and like Phoenix and Dallas, they're, they're they're not typically too rainy this time of year, anyways. But it's nice to to know that we're not going to have to reschedule any games or anything like that. Yeah, that was uh, that, that's a good thing to uh, for the for the playoffs. Um, I, actually, I don't think there were any uh, throughout the playoffs. I don't recall hearing of any kind of weather issues uh, through the whole. Yeah, I think there might have been one or two. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I wonder if that was just more the based on the geography of most of the teams that were in the playoffs because um, on the East Coast there weren't too many teams this year on the East Coast. There were uh, Philadelphia and and Miami, uh, but Miami and Philadelphia both started. Or Miami started on the road for sure. They who did they play? Even uh, I think they played Arizona. I don't even remember. But anyways, there were lots of teams kind of on the West Coast and more like Central teams like Minnesota and Milwaukee. Um, so that might have had something to do with it as well. Uh, Milwaukee is a dome stadium as well, so that doesn't make a difference. But mm-hmm. uh, just just interesting weather wise. Um, now the 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 average ticket price for the World Series I think was over a thousand dollars. It was more expensive in, in in Texas than it was in Arizona. But did I, I sent this to you and I sent this to Glenn too? Um, the two hundred and fifty dollar World Series sandwich trio. Would you did did you what did you think of that of this uh, meal item? Uh, I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't be interested in any of the those items really yeah there was a, a three strike lobster roll consisting of fresh lobster topped with beef tenderloin i didn't even see that part so it's a surf and turf on bread i guess uh is what they're calling it uh the boomstick burger which is two foot long beef patties covered in nacho cheese chili jalapenos and onion rings it sounds very healthy um and then the third sandwich which here's the debate is this a sandwich the boomstick hot dog uh, it has a foot-long hot dog covered in nacho cheese, chili, jalapenos, and caramelized onions. Is 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 a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, it's it's uh it's between uh it's between bread. So it, they just didn't you just with the hot dog bun you just don't cut all the way through the the bun. It, okay, that's the only difference. Now, um, here's my here's very, my problem with very Texas uh, yeah. um, sandwich tree or Tex-Mex. yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. If they're going to spend, charge $250 for this sandwich trio, they should have three distinct sandwiches. Like, basically, they just put the toppings for the Boomstick Burger on top of the, the Boomstick Hot Dog. So well, that's on theme. They're, they're both called Boomstick. So. I suppose. I suppose. But but if I'm spending $250, I want to have uh, variety. And, and, and yeah, I, I, I don't want to have the same toppings on, on, on more than one sandwich if, if I have to spend that much for a meal. <laughs> I guess. Um, so what did, was there anything else like that that uh, came out of the – I mean um... – Nothing like viral stories. Not not really. It was a pretty like, – like I said, it was a pretty quick World Series. Um, it was the lowest rated World Series, I guess, uh, ever, ever uh, because of the, the just the two teams were – you know, not like super, they're 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 not super huge following teams or whatever. But uh, there were some good games. Like um, I'm not sure which ones you watched, but uh, Game One was a, was was one of those like World Series classics where um, the Diamondbacks were leading up until the ninth inning, and then Corey Seager hit a, a home run to tie the game at five, and a roll uh, not a roll, just Adolis Garcia uh, got a game winning home run in in extra innings. So that was fun. Did you watch that one? No, the only no. one I really <laughs> watched was like the uh, the last. Uh, four or five innings of the of game five. Uh, okay, which okay. was that one seemed uh, that one was a pretty tight game for it was, until yeah. the the ninth inning, really. Yeah, but I don't want to get ahead of us ourselves too much because the big story um, going into uh, the the middle games there was um, uh, we had Max Scherzer come back and and and, uh, and keep pitching, but he hurt his back and had to be removed from the oh, yeah. roster. The, I had that one on. Like we had that one on. weren't really watching it. It was just kind of a background thing. And I saw the the hit he took to his back. And I, I guess you said that wasn't what 
No, and that actually game. went up his his elbow, I believe. Um, um, and I, I think it more related to his injury that he suffered against the Blue Jays. Actually, um, he had like sort of like a like a some sort of back muscle injury, and then he 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 ended up re- being removed for the World Series game with back spasms. So they may be related somehow. Uh, but yeah, he had to be removed. And then Adolis Garcia uh, had some sort of oblique injury on a swing, so he had to be. Removed from the roster as well, so those were two key, especially Adolis Garcia. He could have potentially been the MVP of the World Series if he'd st- uh, stayed in this series. Um, he had to be removed from the game, so that that was the big story for the Rangers, and and maybe gave um, Arizona Diamondback fans a little glimmer of hope uh, that they were still in it. And I and they they could have been very well because you mentioned Game Five. Uh, it was really a nail biter of a game up until the very uh, last couple of innings. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I was I was gonna say um, uh, the uh, the the thing that the announcers kept talking about was how long the Diamondbacks were leaving in their starting pitcher, uh, like because he was late in the game. I guess he was facing the lineup like the third, at least the third time around. If I don't know how much longer he went from from there, but uh, but, but it was you're, very you're they were very much second guessing the Arizona manager's decision to leave their pitcher in so long. Given I guess it's true, I guess it's the true. Texas heavy hitting lineup would would be pretty risky to leave your starting pitcher in that long. It's true, but Zach Allen was throwing a no hitter and and a perfect game actually uh, up until I think the seventh inning um, when he got, he gave up a walk and then later uh, an RBI single to to, to Mitch Garver. Um, but he was pitching well. But yeah, were you watching the Sportsnet feed or the Fox feed? Uh, I had it on Sportsnet, but I don't know. Yeah. What well, no, because I was is. watching the Sportsnet feed as well. It's a different it's a different broadcast than than Fox, and they were mentioning that like like. Uh, Zach Allen was getting hit hard uh, later in his appearance, even though he was still they still weren't the Texas still wasn't able to uh, to get any hits off of him. Um, but it was it was a, a nail biter of a game. It was tied at zero and everybody was getting like Arizona had. I think they loaded the bases twice in that game and they got nothing to show from it. Uh, they ended up losing five nothing. Um, and yeah, it was a, an RBI single in the top of the seventh to give the Rangers a one nothing lead. It was still pretty close. And then in the ninth, it kind of uh, fell apart for Arizona. Um, Alec Thomas, the center fielder, uh, he kind of let a ball go between his legs and on off a of Jonah Heim single, and then that let, let in that would let in an extra two runs. So it was three to nothing. And then uh, former Blue Jay Marcus Semien hit a two run home run. Uh, to make it five to nothing, so pretty much kind of putting it out of yeah. reach for the for the Diamondbacks. I, I guess you could say that the Diamondbacks could have used a strong defensive center fielder uh, to. Well, they, they're <laughs> Alec Thomas is a very good defensive center fielder. Uh, I, I see you're referencing Dalton Varsho there, though. But they have a pretty they have, they're a really good defensive team. Uh, left field might be a little uh, iffy for them, uh, uh, in Lourdes Gurriel, but he actually made some really good plays to keep that no hitter. Uh, going for for the uh, for the Diamondbacks, but yeah, uh, they, their their defense is is quite strong, and that's 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 another reason why they're kind of entertaining to watch. But yeah, so there you go. The Rangers won the World Series. Corey Seager end up, ends up winning uh, World Series MVP, well deserved. Uh, Bruce Bochy, manager for the Rangers, wins his fourth uh, his fourth World Series ring, and. This was this. This is another really crazy fact, and maybe one of the main reasons why the Rangers won the World Series. They went undefeated on the road. Hmm. Uh, they went eleven and zero. They went eleven straight games in the playoffs. So that's that's, that's that pretty is, good. I think a, that that's a, a key reason, along with their their offense, as to why they won the World Series. Well, there we go. And I, I guess um, wh- why don't we go into the weekly outcomes? Um, okay. I I don't really have anything because uh, as as mentioned, I really. Didn't watch most of the World Series, although um, I will say, uh, as as you mentioned, it was a very quick World Series. That meant mm-hmm. I was actually able to watch Game Five uh, till the finish because I I you know I don't like staying up too late, uh, but I think it was finished before ten o'clock or something like that. Um, but uh, my general observation about this was just uh, I put this in the notes: the twenty twenty three Rangers accomplished what the 2021 Blue Jays could not. And what I'm referring to there is just a very strong offense outslugging mm-hmm. mediocre pitching. Well, not mediocre, but, you know, not strong pitching. 
but yeah, they're yeah. authentic. They they relied on their offense to win their games, and and their offense came through. Um, but uh, it's the Blue Jays. You know, those the twenty twenty one Blue Jays didn't make the playoffs, but if they had won more games, um, then you know they. Who knows how far they might have gone in the playoffs mm-hmm. that year. If they had won one more game, I think they would have made the playoffs. I think they missed it by one game in that in twenty twenty one. But yeah, you're right. That was a very like and and featured all both teams featured Marcus Simeon. That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so playing yeah, very well cool. too. Like he yeah, I yeah. think Simeon probably I, I mean, I don't know how the rest of the the season went for him, but it seems like he had a very good season this year and yeah, no, he, very good he, season he, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think I think the past couple of years he's had had a little bit of a slow start. No, but he had a, he had a really he had a good season this year. He he he's a, a really powerful, maybe the most powerful leadoff hitter. Uh, actually, well, him and Acuna Jr. Uh, in in the league. So so yeah, it's, it, they're they're they are a very similar team in the offense as to what the Blue Jays were for sure. Um, all right, so I'll go with my outcomes. Uh, well, my my I guess I'll start. With my no decision, because yeah, it's kind of echoing yours. The you, I think you you meant like the individual game was was pretty short, but my my I mean like the World Series. <laughs> well, itself yeah, in, in in five games was just too short. I would have liked it to be a little bit more competitive. I was actually a bit surprised it only went five games. I thought the Diamondbacks could have won at least one more game and maybe even had it go to seven games. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that was my 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 I guess no decision because you know can't complain about the world series it's 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 it was a good world series but it could have been better i guess is, is why it's a no, no decision for me i see um and i'll go to my home run now um so my home run is just all the former jays that we watched uh in in the world series uh make a difference we saw um for the diamondbacks uh their their manager i don't know if you remember him uh he was a I forgot if he was first or third base coach, but Tori Lavillo nope. uh, was a was a, a base coach for the Jays during their uh, uh, their their I think the um, early 2010s, if not into the mids. I, f- I forget how, when exactly he left. He, he he did end up I think moving to Boston at some point. Um, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. played really well. Gabriel Moreno played really well, and also reliever Miguel Castro. I don't know if you remember him. I think he was traded for Troy Tulowitzki to Colorado uh, in 2015. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of remember Miguel Castro. But... He was very young at that yeah. time. He was like 20 years old or something like that for the days. So, th- so those guys were fun to watch. And on, on, on the Rangers side, Marcus Semyon played really well throughout the playoffs. So it was nice to see that. So that that's my home run. Just the former Jays playoff connections. Um, I'll give and, you another connection. Uh, okay. The Blue Jays played both of those teams this year. They did. That's part of the <laughs> schedule, though. They play every team. <laughs> Think that, that that very very good. Good good job. Um, and uh, I'm going to end with my strikeout. Is that we have no more Major League Baseball until next year, until 2024. The season is over. I would so call no that a, a no decision because that means you know you don't have to watch uh, a 162 game season for a while. It's a well, break. I, I could, I could, I could do that though. Um, there, there is. I'm, I'm, I am intrigued though about, about baseball in 2023 that we're we're uh, looking that that we may watch. There's this um, the baseball United, the 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 like the Abu Dhabi or the United Arab Arab Emirates uh, baseball tournament that's happening in a couple in a two or three weeks, I think. And so that'll be interesting to see. Um, but also speaking of, of future baseball or baseball that's still to be played, um, there's the Arizona fall league that's still happening right now. Um, and the all-star game, uh, the roster was announced that it features, uh, four Blue Jays prospects and they actually have the most, uh, I guess they're called false stars, uh, in, in major league baseball. So they have, um, uh, let's see here. It's, it's kind of a small graphic here, but they have, uh, Damiano Palmagiani. I don't know if you remember that he played for. Did he play for Canada or Italy? I forget. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like a, a sandwich or a pasta dish, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Desan Brown, uh, Will Robertson uh, were the outfielders in the in the uh, AFL All Star Game, and then uh, CJ Van Ike was also uh, there. But uh, I guess Ricky Tiedemann could have made the roster, but um, I guess for some reason he. He 
was left off the roster, but not because of injury. I'm not sure exactly why that is, but he could have been there as well. So, so good, good for the future of the Blue Jays that they have some some uh, young guys uh, on that All Star team. So, so that I think that happens maybe even today, and there's maybe a week or two left of, of the Arizona Fall League uh, to watch as well. But I don't think that uh, it's unless you have Major League. Uh, baseball network that like the TV's channel uh you can't watch that I, I wonder think. if uh I, I could probably look it up but I wonder if the Sirius XM MLB network has the play-by-play uh, oh they might they might yeah. I don't I don't know yeah and then so um there was a there's only been one move made as far as the coaching goes for the Jays so far is that their hitting strategist uh, Dave Hudgens was reassigned, so that's that's a big move, uh, kind of telling us to you know their 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 lack of offense this year, and also uh, I don't know if you remember that he had that little like uh, uh, Trump type tweet yeah, or whatever yeah. before the game too, so so that might have had something to do with it as well, and I'm glad that uh, uh, at least one Trump <laughs> MAGA type guy is <laughs> off the team. Yeah, um, well, off the team at least buried somewhere in the in the organization, but not yeah, notably not fired though. I wonder if that's yeah. because they don't. I don't know. May, maybe they they like him for some role, but they don't. Uh, but not enough. Um, but he's not good enough to keep on the major league roster, so to speak. Yeah, no. If, if he if he is like a, a a Trump supporter though, he probably had the 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 the, the hitters leaning too far to the right. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we have some awards. Yeah, so I've never heard of this first award, the Fielding Bible Award. I, I it's very well. It's not a major award. It's not a major award, but it is a it is a good uh, uh, maybe. Uh, it's like how the, how the Golden Globes are uh, a predictor for the Oscars. So maybe this is a pre- predictor for the the Gold Glove. Uh, I I assume that it's not uh, religious in nature, uh, but the I, I, it's, we're kind of getting away from the winner, who is uh, Kevin Kiermaier. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he well he was he he was pretty godlike for his play in, in, in center field. Uh, <laughs> I don't, but that I don't might, know. That might be telling as far as uh, just how, how you know, he might, this might be predicting him to get the Gold Glove Award, too, because he's nominated for that. Um, the the Silver Slugger uh, finalists were announced, and there were, and surprisingly, or not surprisingly, not, not surprisingly at all, actually, only one Blue Jay was nominated. Yeah, for... not surprised. Um, I don't think any any Blue Jay really stood out for the whole season. Just, um, you know, different players stood out at different points in the season. Yeah, they weren't, yeah, they weren't really like consistently good. So it was, it was Whit Merrifield, by the way, for the utility silver slugger. And speaking of Whit Merrifield, he, uh, the Blue Jays declined. Uh, he and I, I, I don't know if he did or if just the Jays did, but they declined the mutual option. Well, yeah, mutual option. So doesn't it, so does that basically mean if one side, uh, decided they wanted the option then he'd be on a contract or something they both well, have it, to it depends it. on both sides it depends on both sides i think that um i think that that merrifield was gonna decline the option on it on his hand his end either way because he had a yeah. he had a i think a good enough season to kind of uh you know have a a, a good contract offer in the off season and I, I i think that that's it for him in the jays though yeah i i don't think that he's uh I mean, he's he's a fit for the Blue Jays in terms of uh, his uh, defensive versatility, but I I think that uh, I think that he like his his role was fulfilled. Like um, you know, they he was a good acquisition last year, and they had him under contract for this year. But I think uh, he, that was probably the only plan was to have him. Uh, uh, on the on the roster for this year and then let him go it's yeah i think one of those buffalo uh one of those buffalo boys who uh, from triple a might fill that role yeah uh and there's there's a a few players that could come up i guess yep um okay another another award but not for a player so what does what is this one here i don't yeah, Dan Schulman uh, and Jacques Doucette were both nom- nominated for the Ford C. Frick Award. 
Um, so that's like a basically a broadcast, a base, baseball baseball broadcasting award. Um, so it's like Hall of Fame for broadcasters. So that's pretty cool that uh, they both were nominated. Um, I think though that. Um, let's see here. To be considered an active or retired broadcaster must have a minimum of 10 years of continuing major league broadcast service with the ball club network or a combination of the two. The Ford Seafrick award is presented annually during the hall of fame weekend. So, so, you know, uh, Dan Schulman, his, his, uh, resume is, 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 is very good. You know, he was on ESPN Sunday night baseball for a while, um, and ESPN radio. And then he's been calling games for the Jays off and on since, uh, I guess, 1995. Mm. Um, so he, he's, 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 he's a great broadcaster. He's one of my favorites to listen to in general, even before he started, he, he came back to the Blue Jays and Jacques Doucette, um, he has spent 33 years broadcasting for the Expos as the play-by-play radio voice on their French network, and then he returned to the booth in 2012 as the Jays' French-speaking TV voice. So that's that's uh, I think that's really important. I think he's been not, not, um, also honored in the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, but it's 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 a very big deal because like you know other than like Spanish. Uh, you know, there's there's not a lot of uh, languages out there that uh, communicate baseball, and that's that's uh, really important for Canada, especially. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, is Shulman still going to? Is like, is he coming back next year? Like, I, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was. It was. I thought he was coming back for like or something about his comments from uh, at the start of this season. Something like he wanted to call one last World Series or something. I don't know, oh, is he I just hanging on until the Blue Jays to get do there with his his uh, ESPN radio uh, job or something? I, not, I he's still he's still uh, he's coming back for the Jays as far as I know. Um, maybe maybe a little uncertain about Buck Martinez, but I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure about about him either. But I'm pretty sure that uh, Dan Schulman's coming back. Okay. Um, all right. What's is that it for the awards? I think so. That's I, it for the awards, I believe. Um, yeah, and then the, the the Blue Jays are hiring for many jobs. I don't think that we can we have time to go through all of them, but uh, you know, entry level based uh, operations, I guess, uh, player development, technology, uh, scouting, advanced scouting, research and development, baseball systems development, biomechanics and sports science, uh, content producer, editor. Uh, that's basically looks like social media uh job yeah 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 yeah. Um, okay so you know what why don't uh why don't you send me the link to the job postings and i can put those in the show notes and uh, i'll try i'll try i I, I don't listeners um could could uh could apply for some of these jobs and and tell us if they get them and we can uh, okay they can say they got it from jades from home and maybe we can surreptitiously uh have them record the interview process for for some great content uh, that might not be a good idea for them, but, uh... uh but I don't care about them. It's us. It's, 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 <laughs> this, this is podcast gold. Um, and then finally, um, for Jay's news, though, uh, some good news. Um, I guess he's technically now a free agent, so it could be former Blue Jay, but, uh, Jay Jackson, his son, JR, who is, uh, still in the neonative intensive care unit, is now all the way up to eight pounds, and as of now, this is according to Eric Truden on Twitter, he says that the plan is tentatively for him to come home before Thanksgiving. So, so that's a really good story to end on for the Jays. I think that, uh, is a, yeah. is a huge positive and, and, and something that, uh, uh, you know, a that's definitely all Blue Jays fans were rooting for for Jay Jackson and and, and his family. Well, hopefully they they uh, if they're getting home before Thanksgiving, that they only need to take one mode of transportation and not rely on various planes, trains, and automobiles. I hope so. I hope so. I think I believe they live in in Utah, so there's there's not a lot of places to go <laughs> in Utah. <laughs> okay, um, so we have a uh, we have something to look ahead for for the Blue Jays. Uh, because they released the uh, the 2024 season schedule, which is is that early? Like I I don't well, know. Well, no, they've like already released the schedule, but they released the game times. So um, what was noted here is like weekdays uh, games will start at 7:07 p.m. Uh, except for 10 games, I guess. Uh, Saturday games start at 3.07 p.m. Sunday games start at 1.37, except for the final game of the regular season, right. which uh, all, t- all games start at 3.07 p.m. You know, the, um, the way that you have the uh, the graphic uh, uh, posted here, and I guess it's the way it displayed on, on Twitter, it just it kind of looks like uh, the, the last one, it says E.T. versus Miami. So the, they, uh, Miami is going to be playing... Uh, some uh, extraterrestrial 
uh, games at the end of the season. So the well, let's case. let's let's hope that this season is is something to phone home about. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Um, so and also just more more for the look ahead, there are GM meetings that start in a week or two, and then uh, winter meetings happen in December. So 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 you know there might be there's there might be some news coming out in the next week or two. We'll we'll have to see. Right. Um, and I was just going to say for the game times, they, that seems pretty standard for what's, uh, what they've been for the last, uh, yeah. uh, since, since the Shapiro took over, I'd say the op- baseball operations, cause it, um, Saturdays used to be one thirty seven or whatever as well, but they moved yeah. that to a later time. Yeah. Same for, and then Sundays, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but they used to be one, but they, they moved up to one thirty seven. So that's been pretty, uh, consistent as well but it's, just, it's good to know good to be able to plan your, your your summers out and if you want to make any trips or whatever yeah um okay so we have uh, other mlb news that we should go over i guess mm-hmm. so lots of uh this week haven't been many haven't been any um I guess, free agent signings because they're not allowed for a, a few days still. Um, but there have been some opt-outs and some options declined, as we mentioned, with, with, with Merrifield. So uh, the big one is uh, Cincinnati, they declined Joey Votto's option. So that's that's interesting. Future Blue Jay still... Joey Votto, is that where you're going? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question because I don't know where, he, where he'd fit in. But uh, Well, but either first base he... or designated hitter, I guess. Switch yeah, with I, I don't think that he's done playing, though. So he's going to sign somewhere, I believe. Um, another interesting one here is the White Sox. They declined Tim Anderson's uh, player option. Um, now he had a really bad season this year, but you know he's one of those like bounce back candidates. So that's that's just it'll be interesting to see what happens, what what he does uh, next year. Um, they also declined Liam Hendricks' uh, option. He had a kind of a tough year. Uh, I think he may require Tommy John surgery, but you know he recovered fully from cancer. But then he he hurt his arm almost right after that, um, so he won't he won't be able to to throw for anybody uh, until I guess twenty twenty five. The Cubs, let's see here, the Cubs, uh, Marcus Stroman opted out of his contract, so he'll be a free agent. Cody Bellinger declined his mutual option. Basically, he op- he opted out as well. So that'll 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 be a couple interesting guys to 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 see where they end up going. Uh, Detroit starting pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez opted out. Uh, Hector Neris from the Astros declined his player option. Wade Miley declined his player option. And and here's another interesting one. Uh, Austin uh, DH slash first base, base slash third base. Justin Turner declined his mutual option. I heard some podcasters t- talking about how he could be uh, an interesting uh, offensive option for the Jays. So, so yeah, some, some, some interesting names uh, not returning to their teams, uh, most likely. Well, there we go. Um, and uh, what's this uh, next one here? Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of all these options uh, accepted and declined and blah, 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 uh, Mark Canna was traded from the, the Mets to the uh, Brewers this uh, trade deadline. Um, and it was likely that, I guess, uh, the Brewers weren't going to... Uh, pick up that option but they traded him to detroit for uh a pitcher blake holub and i guess detroit is going to be picking up mark canna's option so that's that's a trade that uh, you don't see very often uh so that's just an interesting little trade there okay um and uh we have some news clayton kershaw undergoing shoulder surgery so not tommy john but just shoulder surgery so yeah yeah and he was having a he had a tough end to his season because you could tell that he was he was not a hundred percent and he did not pitch well in the playoffs um people are were blaming his his lack of playoff performance or whatever he's historically he hasn't played well and thrown well in the, in the playoffs but i you could tell that he was injured so um uh so hopefully uh you know his he'll come back strong and i i I think that he'll be back with the because he's a free agent. He signed a one-year deal last year. He'll be back with the Dodgers. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, this is a good good uh, thing for him to come back in the summer as opposed to pitch a full uh, season and and then kind of kind of basically limp through the end and and, and not be very effective. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then one last player note: Nelson Cruz is retiring. Was he most recently with the Tampa Bay Rays? 
No, he was most recently with the uh, Padres, I believe. They released him at some point this year, and he didn't catch on with any other teams. Uh, So... Oh right, I kind of remember like some Blue Jays fans wanted to uh, to bring on Nelson Cruz and, and oh yeah, to be and most reasonable five. people said that made no sense. So. Yeah, no, I think he was he was kind of done, but you know, notable for me because he he's a 43 year old baseball player retiring. So my 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 dreams of being uh, a major league baseball uh, DH uh, are over now that Nelson Cruz has retired. <laughs> well, I was going to say you could you could still be a major league baseball DH retiree. So, there you go. Okay, well, I'll sign a I'll, how about I sign one of those like one day uh, contracts and retire as a Blue Jay? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um and then next we have um uh what is it? Uh front office uh uh not it front office changes, I guess. That's the best way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we saw we, earlier in the in the fall, uh, we saw the Red Sox fire Heim Bloom, and so th- to replace him, they have hired former pitcher Craig Bre- Breslow as head of baseball operations. So he, I think, he's pitched for the uh, for the Red Sox. Oh, and it's noted here that he's forty three years old as well. Uh, <laughs> he's also a Yale graduate and spent twelve seasons in the majors as a reliever. Uh, this is from uh, MLB trade rumors, by the way. He said, while well, he spread that across seven organizations, the best known for he's best known for his time with the Red Sox. So he knows that market well, and he's not, you know, he's he's it seems like he's a pretty smart guy. I guess he was. Uh, uh, an assistant somewhere, maybe I think it's the Cubs, maybe. Uh, so he's getting he's getting a, a pretty big uh, promotion there. So that's good. Um, and this here's this next one was a surprise and not a surprise at the same time. Um, the Giants are going to hire Bob Melvin as their manager. Um, and why if, is this not, a surprise? I I don't really... well because he was up until the end of the year he was the Padres manager, and there were reports coming out. That um, this is why it's not a surprise because there were reports coming out that he didn't get along very well with uh, the, the the general manager. Uh, his name is, is 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 escaping me right now for the Padres, but he he wasn't getting along. But the owner uh, made a statement saying, "Okay, well we're going to figure out a way for them to coexist." Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, over like I think early like two weeks ago, over like a, a one day period they grant they, they they gave him permission to interview with the giants and then pretty quickly things happened and he, he became the manager and they just let him go for for nothing so that I that see. was that was interesting that was interesting to me so, so they, it was a surprise and not a surprise at the same time so it, it sounds like they they could have had a a good reality tv series between the giants and the padres and and uh, i suppose yeah. i suppose and 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 just another kind of uh you know if i uh, before managing the the Padres, Melvin was the manager for the Oakland A's. So he kind of returns to his Bay Area roots, uh, going back to to San Francisco. Okay, and um, oh, this affects the Houston Astros. Dusty Baker indicated plan to step away from managing, so he's not stepping away yet. Is, is well, he's, he's retiring, basically. He's retiring. I think he just didn't want to make, uh, after they lost, he didn't want to make a huge deal of it. But basically, he's retiring as a manager. So the, so the, uh, the Astros are looking for a new manager as well. But, uh, you know, uh, Dusty Baker won the World Series last year. He's had a pretty successful managing career and, and also just, just baseball career as a player as well. So, so, so you know, nice, nice to see him kind of uh, have, have uh, what, I guess for him, it would have been nicer if he'd won the World Series. But he had a pretty good uh, uh tenure with the Astros there for for the last three or three years I guess yeah so I guess to finish that off uh, with all the management positions that seem to be open uh, that's not good news for Blue Jays fans that want John Schneider fired because it seems like he's not going to be fired going into the 2024 season and if he is uh, there's not going to be much like there's not going to be as many potential candidates available yeah. to replace him yeah and if he were to be fired it would have happened by now same with same with people who wanted to wanted to see the gm get fired so so yes. so you know we saw that little dave hudgens move and that you know like we're not we're not going to have any any huge uh behind the scenes moves for the jays unless unless like james click gets hired as a gm somewhere yeah and you know you mentioned the gm getting fired uh so that kind of ties in Really nicely with uh, <laughs> our our sends from home. Yeah, cue the horns. 
Um, yeah, so um, <laughs> there's there's other other things uh, to to go over, but I guess yes. If uh, if any Jays fans are not familiar, I mean this is pretty big news around the league. So Senators GM Pierre Dorian uh, officially he resigned, but basically he was fired. Um, yeah. And this was immediately after the news came out that the Senators would have to forfeit a first round pick although they um they're able to choose which first round pick they want to forfeit between 2024 25 and 26 and they have 24 hours after the conclusion of the draft lottery to uh to decide um and uh and it at, that's as a result of their failure to uh disclose or, or basically that it it was it was from two seasons ago, I guess. Um, yeah, they traded the communication of the of the trade uh, no trade list. Yeah, yeah. Cause, so they traded. Uh, I forget his first name. Ev- Evgeny is that it? Uh, Dadunov sure. to the Vegas Golden Knights, um, but they they told. I guess they told the Golden Knights that they um, that he hadn't submitted a no trade list or something. Yeah, so when they tried to trade, no trade list. so when the Vegas traded uh, Dadunov to Anaheim that season, uh, it was voided because uh, the Ducks were on his no trade list. So I guess they've been which invest- was submitted. It turns out, yeah. So they've been investigating that for like a year and a half or whatever, and they finally decided that uh, the Senators should forfeit their first round pick. Um, it, it was a 73-page report, I think, by the way, which which surprises me as to how much information <laughs> you can get over that one kind of situation. Well, that's that's just someone padding their their essay for uh, for extra marks. You think um, they double spaced it, or or maybe they they uh, did uh, narrow margins or or no extra wide margins or something? I don't know. Um, uh, so it, it's I think it's widely speculated that. Uh, the uh, the senators are going to appeal that decision, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but because in, pr- in the press conference, uh, Andlauer wasn't happy about that yeah. at all. Like because he was he he was saying that this situation, um, as well as the which we'll get to uh, the, the the Shane Pinto situation, both of those should have been communicated to him, which when they weren't. Yeah, well, the the Pinto thing, I'm not sure about that, but uh, um, the I, I think. The issue is that, so I guess the the sellers, so the Melnick family and their representatives, didn't think that the the Dadunov thing was going to be a big deal. So I think that was kind of a surprise. Like legitimately, I don't think that the sellers were trying to to downplay that. I think the the league kind of they they basically let Vegas uh, dictate what was going to happen because. They didn't want to be viewed as uh, Vegas being the team that uh, that was in the wrong on this one. Yeah. Now, um, here's my question to you. I don't know if I don't like. I've I've been I've I've kind of followed this 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 situation closely, but this is one question, and that I don't know if anybody has answered, and maybe you've heard something differently. I would like to know: Did Dorian do like was this a mistake, an honest mistake on his part, or did he lie? To the Vegas, uh, um, I, I don't think it's really come out either. Either way, um, I'm going to guess that it was probably a mistake. But uh, the the senators should also be. I think there is a mistake on on all sides. Um, so, like the senators should have known that the the no trade list was submitted. Uh, Vegas should have yeah. done a little bit more due due diligence to. Uh, um, to make sure that uh, they knew what was going on with the no trade list and the league uh, shouldn't have, uh, or should have when they put the trade through, they should have uh, um, been like, they should have been more aware of the uh, no trade things. But I, I think the problem is there's no central database for no trade yeah. lists. And yeah. anyway, the, you can listen to the 32 thoughts podcast for more details. I don't really yeah, know. That's, that's the best um, I think the little 10 minutes. Uh, bonus episode or whatever you want to call it, I think did the best at explaining that whole situation. But I, 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 I guess, I guess we'll find out. I guess if if Dorian never gets uh, above a scouting position, then I think that might be a little kind of 
hint that he, maybe he it was malicious on his part. <laughs> I, I think that he'll he he will probably get at least an assistant GM role again because um, he's done a fairly good job with the Sens roster um, mm-hmm. overall. Like there's some poor signings and trades that he has made but i mean all gms have that kind of well his cap management wasn't very good that was going to get him fired if it wasn't for these no even if these the suspension and the and the pinto uh i don't i don't think so uh because the senators aren't the only team that's run into cap issues before um so they they shouldn't like teams have run into cap issues but the senators aren't like if you're if you're a contending team cap issues are are acceptable but if you're a, a team that hasn't made the playoffs and and are, and and are trying to make the playoffs uh you shouldn't have like if you're like kind of on the on the on the edge of of getting like a number eight spot or whatever you shouldn't have cap issues well um we we keep uh dancing around it but uh shane pinto suspended 41 games uh for yeah, violating yeah. nhl's uh gambling policies or uh i don't know yeah online yeah, gambling. gambling yeah yeah so that, that that again like that's another like whole can of worm situation where there's basically very little information about uh about what happened and what's uh, trans what what it transpired i guess what most people are speculating is that pinto let someone else use his his gambling a- a- account or whatever uh, yeah and... the, the league fairly uh strongly outlined that he did not bet on hockey games so that's uh yeah. Yeah. Um, other Sens news, they named Matt Nickel pl- Director of Player Health and Performance. Uh, interesting title. I'm not exactly sure what... Uh, uh, I guess it's saying uh, that it's going to be about... Uh, it's not just strength and conditioning, but uh, physical, mental, and social well-being of the players. I so think that's I think that's just a good news in general because the um, I think they've mentioned it themselves, like Steve Steos uh, as as the the president. Uh, they've mentioned that oh, they're, they're also they're, interim GM now. Yeah, interim GM. Yes, uh, their front office staff is is pretty thin, so they're they're they they added a, a, a an analytics guy as well. Like they're 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 starting to kind of uh, become more robust in their in their in their front office, which is a good thing because the more brain power you have behind a team. Uh, in this modern age, the, the better for sure. Um, back to the Shane Pinto thing. What I just wanted to mention briefly too is is that with with Ottawa's cap issues, this actually might be- the suspension really is going to benefit them because they they uh, with part of the suspension is that all, all Ottawa mentioned that they are they were taking back all any contract offers, so they're going to actually get a good deal when he eventually does yeah. is eligible to sign for the Senators. And I I, I think that uh, he you know. He, Elliot Friedman has mentioned this. Like he's very thankful for the senators for keeping it kind of things kind of private and 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 nothing getting out. So I think that he's it, it's not going to affect the relationship with the senators, especially especially with Dorian being gone. Um, and I think that you know like this this is a good opportunity for him to get a second chance. And uh, he it, it, it it'll be a positive. Uh, for for both sides, he'll he'll just need to get his playing legs back under him when he when he does resign. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, just really quick to finish up the on ice stuff for the Senators, they lost last night six to four against the Lightning. Um, I don't have all the uh, the previous games pulled up here because of the way that the NHL. Oh yeah, so they lost Thursday three to two against the Kings, and before that, uh, I don't I don't know how. Far back, I should go with this, but uh, yeah, um, the I guess their last win was last Saturday, October twenty eighth versus Pittsburgh, a five oh, to two yeah. win, which was a really strong win. But they've been pretty weak in the schedule. Um, they're zero and two in November, so it looks like their November woes are continuing. Um, but uh, hopefully. Um, you know, they can turn things around. I, I think in the last game against Tampa Bay came out, uh, Brady Kachuk was disappointed in the fans for booing. And I guess there was a lot of fire DJ chants. Yeah. Um, I, to that, I would say, uh, you know, the, the senators have had poor showings, it, you know, in, in a, if we were just talking about the, the one season, I could understand his comments, but this is now the, the third season in a row where they've had uh, a really poor start to the season 
um, and especially in November, which they are now 0-2 in November, and that is, in the last three seasons, has been their downfall. So they need to turn it around really quick. It's They have some injuries right now that they yeah. have to play through, but uh, Zub, notably, should be coming back, uh, I think should be able to play Wednesday, which is their next game against the Maple Leafs, who are also not playing very well. So even though the Maple Leafs are the better team on paper, I think this is a good chance for the Senators to have a bounce back game. Uh, last ten, the Senators are four six and zero. Oh, the Leafs are four four and two. Um, yeah, so that's so uh, make it that's kind of a, a statement game. And I, and I watched uh, the, a, a bit of the last period of the uh, Tampa Bay game last night, and that was actually kind of fun to watch them go back and forth with all those goals and 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 Kachuk kind of after he scored his goal he kind of chirped at the the because it was a power play goal the 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 guy in the penalty box so that that was kind of fun uh but yeah the they the Sens definitely need to to play better and I think yeah I think that November like December 1st is kind of the deadline for 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 DJ Smith to to to, whether he he oh that's that's too long he he should be no he should be gone um uh, he should be gone before then. I think that's you can't. The Senators need need to make a quicker decision if they're going to have a chance uh, in the playoffs. Uh, just a really quick to finish off um, the on ice stuff. Um, you mentioned statement games. Uh, well, the Vancouver Canucks, uh, who are currently eight two and one, um, they had a statement game. They won ten to one against San Jose who are right, right. 0, 10, and 1. Uh, but, uh, that apparently was San Jose's, I think, their worst home loss in franchise history, I think I read. Yeah, I can't uh, think of too many 10-1 games in NHL history altogether. So, uh, I, I bet you the Sens probably suffered a few of those in the early days. Maybe not 10 goals, I don't know. But, don't know. Uh, but know. yeah, so that's, uh, that's about interesting. Do you have anything else you want to bring up about the Senators or NHL? Well, a um, couple things, actually. NHL and the Senators. I'll go NHL first, because um, this is a pretty important story. Um, the, earlier in the year, before the season started, maybe even, uh, the NHL banned pride tape on, on oh, hockey yeah. sticks. And um, Travis Dermott from the Phoenix Coyotes uh, basically said, I'm going to... I'm 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 not going to listen to that ban. I'm going to put it on my stick, and uh, he did that. And then it ended up that the NHL reversed their ban or rescinded their ban, which yeah. is which is good. Uh, but that shouldn't happen in the first place. I guess they're they're taking the page out of the LA Dodgers playbook. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and one last thing about the the league. Also, um, apparently, a lot of players, including the Senators, are starting to test out wearing neck guards uh, oh, because right. a former yes. NHL player, uh, Adam Johnson. Um, so last weekend, he unfortunately passed away because uh, he uh, skate blade uh, cut his neck. And yeah, he, he was playing in, in, in I guess, England. It was uh, in the UK, of, yeah. UK, so yeah. a lot as a result, a lot of players are starting to wear net guards or try them out. So mm-hmm. that's uh that's now here's here's something that I've 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 seen in broadcasts as well. Like, isn't there like a method for the skate sharpening that they don't have to like they can sharpen the skates with actually not having them to be so sharp? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know anything about skate sharpening. I don't, I, don't I, I can't skate, so I, I, I do not profess to be an expert. <laughs> Okay. Um, why don't we? One, take... one more thing. One more thing. One more thing, though. Um, speaking of, of footwear, um, I guess this in, in, in Elliot Friedman's thirty-two thoughts, he mentioned that Tim Stutzla had a pair of Air Jordan Travis Scott Mocha shoes stolen from the front of his house. So, so oh, yeah, this is a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so people be on the lookout for uh, those shoes. Uh, just, just, just. You know, we can have like a, a, a community police. Uh, if you see anybody wearing Travis Scott mocha shoes, take them and give them, return them to Tim Stutzley. I don't even know what those look like, so I, I can't. I guess they're 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 light brown would be my guess. Mocha, <laughs> maybe. Okay, so yeah, why don't we take a quick break and uh, we'll come back with personal outcomes for the week. Okie dokie. <laughs> Okay, we're back from our quick break. Let's us uh, 
cough and and uh, recoup our our voices or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. We're now on to the personal outcomes for the week. So why don't you start? Go uh, whatever direction you want to start with. I'll uh, I'll match yours. All right. Well, I'll I'll, go, I'll start with my my strikeout, uh, which is daylight savings disorientation. We 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 record these podcasts Sunday morning, so. I, I don't know. I originally thought that uh, it was it, Sunday is my 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 sleep in day. So basically, like I, I sleep in until sometimes eight o'clock instead of six thirty. <laughs> but uh, um, I thought that I lost that hour, but I think I actually got it. I, I got an extra hour of sleep. I think you get but yes. To, this time of year, you get one extra hour. We we have an hour invented. Um, so like we get thirteen. Sorry, 25 hours uh, in the day instead of 24. It's just very confusing, though. It's very confusing to me. So that's why it's my strikeout, because I don't know where that hour is. I have to find it and put it somewhere. Maybe it's like when you divide things, something by three, you get like the, that point one <laughs> that, that goes somewhere. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's my strikeout is, is just, just not knowing what I should be doing in, with my with that extra hour. Um, well, sleeping is a good use of it because that's where we get the extra hours in the middle of the night. Um, mm. My strikeout is, uh, well, I went for some blood work on Friday morning and uh, th- my strikeout is t- uh, about the medical tape that they use to, uh, when when they put that little bandage on yeah. on your arm uh, with a needle sticky. went in. It's very sticky and it uh, uh, when you're taking it off, it feels like you're going to lose uh, a piece of skin when you take it off. So uh, I, it's it's good that it uh, keeps keeps the bandaging in place, but it's far too strong, I think. Yeah, like whenever um, like Leo got uh, a vaccination or something and they, they use that medical tape and, and with any Band-Aid, he wears it. He ha- like he's, he has to wear it until it falls off, and that's st- that that stuff does not fall off. <laughs> no, no, and it leaves like stupid residue, or whatever, when you take yeah, do take sticky. it off. Yeah, it is very, very, very sticky. So I guess I guess uh, they they know what they're doing with with the uh, medical products. Um, all right, yeah. So 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 uh, the, hopefully they didn't take too much blood from you. No, just one vial. Just one vial. I, have okay. to, I don't know if I have my results back or not. I didn't see. Didn't check. Is, is it positive for blood? <laughs> well, I would hope so. Anyway. Okay. What, Anyways, what do you was, have next? When when you had your blood taken, if it, it was around Halloween, was the was like the, the the person kind of speak with like a Transylvanian accent and did the, the, they kind of like lick their lips as they were taking your blood? Was, was it a vampire? Did you go to a, the wrong blood bank? Uh, no, I, I went on Friday, which was decidedly post Halloween. Was Friday post Halloween? Okay, yeah. Okay, so Halloween so, uh, was Tuesday. I went on yeah. Friday. Okay, so so yeah, that's that's good to go post Halloween. Okay, um, all right. I'll go with my no decision. Um, so I potentially get my hour back again. I'm not 100 percent sure because I'm disoriented with all this time stuff uh, for the kids' bedtime. So so hopefully they will go to bed a little easier tonight. Uh, we'll have to see because it'll be a pretty exciting day for them uh but uh yeah so hopefully uh bedtime will go a little easier tonight but uh again i'm not really sure where i am right now with with daylight savings well at the at this time right now as we're recording which is not relevant at all to anyone listening it's 11:41 a.m. so uh that's let's uh start with that Okay. Okay. Uh, my no decision. Um, finding new blogs to read. So um, I, I've mentioned before, I'm staying away from social media on Sundays, and so that gives me more time to to read things other than scrolling through social media. Uh, but when I, I'm ending up finding new blogs to read, and what the problem is is that I find them during the week, and then I I go through and. Uh, find all sorts of different uh, previous posts and, and it just puts me in a in a um, kind of a I guess goes down go down a rabbit hole of, of reading all these old posts and I lose some time that way so uh, but it's it's good though because that means I, I find different things different interesting things to read uh, and and also um, other than that though like once I I subscribe to the RSS feed then uh you know, I I only get like at most one a week, so I can I can read just one article, and then I can also read whatever book that I'm currently reading. 
but uh, I see. Have you have you have you tried? Are you including Substack in that uh, list? Um, yeah, but I don't have too many subscribed to that because I don't want uh, too many newsletters in my email. I prefer to to go to things at my le- leisure, leisure, whatever. Leisure, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I. I... I kind of stick with uh, Substack as my as my my reader. I do find it a bit annoying. Like I I, I subscribe to a couple uh, baseball newsletters who only have like they, they 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 post every day, but there's only one free full post per week. So I have to like just like delete and wade through that every every day to get to the to the to the to the one free day. Uh, but yeah, you know, blogs are I guess. Uh, if you if you're I guess if you're into like like listening to cassettes and things like that, uh, blogs are a little a little uh, retro now nowadays for the internet. Eh? I I suppose so, but uh, there's there's a lot more out there than than uh, more a lot of interesting things out there. I guess if you're looking for something different. But anyway. Hmm. Hmm. Um, okay. Well, I'll go with my home run. Um, I think I did this last year too. Um, I, I awarded a the, the year's winning Halloween candy. Um, do you have any? Do you have any any Halloween candy preferences before I, I, I give my uh, Halloween winning Halloween candy? Not really. Uh, they're they're not as good as they used to be. Like I would normally say the Reese peanut butter cups, but they are so tiny now than than they used to be. So they, none of them are are winners. What did you give away for Halloween? What was your, your Oh, we we don't give away anything. It's too many too much uh action at the door, so I see, I see. Um okay, well, uh Reese's uh peanut butter cups, they they we did have some of those. Um I find they 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 were not a contender. I'll tell you that because I find that the uh milk chocolate is a bit too sweet for me. Um there are some dark chocolate uh, Reese's peanut butter cups but they don't generally have those available for Halloween. Not for Halloween, um, candy, no. Last last year's winner uh was O Henry. That was that was the winner for last year. Um I didn't I didn't have uh I didn't there were no ton of O Henry bars in in the mix this year. Um uh but uh there were a couple contenders uh for me this year. Um and I was at first I thought that the the winner I thought was was a hands down winner but then um, there was one chocolate bar uh, that that made a run for it for its money. Uh, Mr. Big was 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 close. It, they, there was a, a, a close second was Mr. Big. Shouldn't for um, Halloween candy shouldn't they be Mr. Small uh, or Mr. Fun sized? <laughs> um, yeah, they definitely were not were not big. They were they were the, the fun size. They they it kind of grew on me as the the, the more I, I ate them. Maybe that's why they are called Mr. Big. Um <laughs> but uh they 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 at first I, I they had kind of like um I don't know like a kind of a cookie chewy cookiness to them. I don't know how to describe that. I'm a, I, I'm not a very good chocolate bar sommelier, but um uh, they they needed a little bit more, I guess, nuttiness to them, which they 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 did they didn't have, and so uh, uh, my the winning candy sort of does have a, a good good nuttiness to it and a good sweetness and a good overall balance, and that's the Wonder Bar uh, is this year's winning Halloween candy. Have, have you uh, partaken in, in in many Wonder Bars recently? Not recently, no. Uh, no, they're, they're they're pretty good. The Wonder Bar is pretty good. Um, I, I I kind of it's it's basically you know you get a handful of chocolate uh, bars or, or, or candy and you, whichever one just pulls you back. Like because I, I we had the uh, caramel, we had crispy crunch. Crispy crunch, I I'm, I'm uh, it's too crunchy. I find it gets too stuck <laughs> in your teeth. And I I haven't I tried to. Uh... I, I tried to combine, like, I even tried, like, you know, like, the caramel was a bit too sweet, but I was like, well, what if I combine it with, with crispy crunch? And that, that didn't work either. Hmm. I see. Well, so I lots can tell, of experimentation for me. I can tell you the, uh, the loser of Halloween candy for me was, uh, the peanut M&Ms, uh, because. Peanut M&Ms. So that's a surprise. Here's, 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 I'll just really quick. It's because, uh, so a few weeks ago for our fall ball playoffs, uh, our team captain brought a whole bunch of Halloween candy, and I I took a, a one of the peanut M M&M and M bags, and there was only three M and M. Only three. Okay, so it's not for the taste, but for it, the the, the distribution. Um, yes. 
So because those are those are actually pretty good. Like I didn't I didn't get any peanut. Uh, like, I mean, the kids didn't get any peanut <laughs> M and M's in their in their in their uh, their bags. But uh, those are actually pretty good ones. I can I can snack on peanut M and M's for a while uh, as yeah. long as there's more than three in a package. Yeah. So um, yeah, peanut M and M's are not a good Halloween candy just because the quantity is very low. Um, my home run just to to wrap things up is so I have the number wrong in the notes, but. Uh, uh, last weekend uh, at Value Village, um, we you know we found lots of uh, lots of good clothes and stuff at uh, low prices. But I found two bags of six unopened blank 120 minute cassette tapes, so 12 in total. Um, which is uh, I don't know what I what I'm going to do with uh, a, a two hour two hour tape, but just fun that I found some unopened tapes. Not, what not do very you do with common. tapes, though? Like, what do you do with a, an hour tape? What, 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 what do you use these tapes for? I don't know. I'll figure something out. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, well, um, we'll be back in two weeks, and maybe by then you will have uh, an idea of what to do with these with these blank cassette tapes that you have. Maybe. Maybe we should record our podcast onto. We should get together and get one of those like old school like like nineteen eighties boomboxes and record our podcast onto one of your uh, your your cassette tapes and then transfer it uh, digitally. Um. Well, we'll see about that. I don't know. It seems uh, <laughs> seems like that that might might not make much of a difference in terms of audio quality. Uh, I see. We'll see. Um, and sorry, before we go, one thing I forgot to mention in our, in our look ahead, um, they will be announcing, I think, next, starting on Monday, um, the MLB, the major awards. So that'll be something to, to, to look forward to. So so just just uh, put that on your horizon. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, though, to talk. Hopefully, um, there'll be some more, some, some interesting baseball news and some uh, Sens news that does not involve suspensions or, <laughs> well, I'm not going to say firing because that still could happen. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Who can hear in the alley by the light switch? Who watches over?